Americans hit the $1 trillion mark in debt. And if you don't want to fall deeper into this trap, you need to stay tuned as we break down why consumers are in debt, how you can actually read the warning signs from the credit card companies, and the dangers of buy now, pay later programs that they're shoving down your throats this holiday season. Welcome to Financial Advisors Save the Darndest Things, where we teach you how to be rich in spirit and righteous in action. My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Save the Darndest Things and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. I'm a certified private wealth professional with over a decade of experience to help investors like you become rich in spirit and righteous in action. And today we're here to expose another disgusting business practice that a majority of these credit card and buy now pay later companies are using to target individuals who are just trying to get by this holiday season. Now, Patrick Bet David has an excellent take on this new debt and on the buy now pay later program. And I'm going to let you listen to it and I'll come back and give my commentary. And just for clarity, when they say BNPL, that stands for buy now paid later. And we'll let you know how that works after this. Black Friday shoppers use buy now pay later, even as they shunned big ticket gifts. OK, so what are you talking about? Early holiday shopping data show that consumers are increasingly turning to buy now, pay later services like Affirm, Klarna, Afterpay with $7.3 billion spent through these services as of Monday. The trends aligns with expectations that BNPL, buy now, pay later usage, will reach $17 billion this holiday season and increase of 17% from the previous year as in indicated by Adobe October's estimate. Tom. And unfortunately, this is a trend that has been occurring year after year after year and not in the right direction either. And you know me, I love my behavioral finance terms because it explains a lot about the psychology of the buyer and why we fall victim to some of these things. If we understand how we make these financial decisions unconsciously, we can consciously make these decisions and make better financial decisions in the future. And the fallacy that a lot of people fall victim to, especially in debt, is called the sunken cost fallacy. It's a cognitive bias that makes you feel as if you should continue pouring money, time, and effort into a situation since you've already sunk so much into it already. For example, if you're $10,000 in debt, and on your credit card and you see something that you want to purchase, you go, well, I'm already $10,000 in debt. What's another 1,000? What's another 1,500? What's another 2,000? And once again, it's a slippery slope where we just dig ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper instead of stopping and say, no, I am not going to pour more money into these buying behaviors because it got me in the situation today. Well, we're going to keep going on and see how these credit card companies are actually being predators on people like you who really want to do better. I have some thoughts on this, but I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts when you see numbers like this? Well, I'll add to your number. With Cyber Monday, that $7 billion number you just quoted, Pat, became $9.3 billion Wow. in BNPL. So right now, why do people use BNPL? 20% of consumers that apply for BNPL, and by this comes from payments, which is a um, kind of a watchdog and a, um, a market research firm that covers credit cards, a lot of things. 20% of consumers said that the reason they used BNPL was to bypass a credit check because they don't want to hurt their credit score or they weren't going to be able. They were it's called get the soft credit check. And look at this. They couldn't afford it. That's the key part. They couldn't afford it and they knew it. So one, they couldn't put it on their credit card because maybe their credit card limit was maxed out. 
But yet, once again, that consumerism, that need to have, you know, at this given moment, encourage them to leverage another program that's going to give them access to the thing that they want. So, so the question becomes, why the hell would I use a credit card over a BNPL? What's the difference? That's the first question everybody asks. I was just going to say. What's the difference between BNPL and a, uh, a, a, a credit card? By the way, go to Klarna's market cap the last few years. Here's what these guys came up with. When the, the truth in lending, whatever, came out that, that they started checking and making credit card companies more tighter because of the amount of money they were making, all this stuff, the pressure they got, new credit card company business was kind of on the down. The so people are like, okay, what am I going to do now? What they define as a credit card is you making four payments or more. If you make four payments or more, so for example, you buy this phone okay. for $1,000. You decide to pay this off in 10 payments of 100 credit card. If I buy this book for 40 bucks and I'm able to make four payments of $10, that's a credit card. Anything less than four payments doesn't go through the, the act of, you know, the truth act and lending, okay, act that they came up yeah. with for credit cards. So what these guys did to buy not pay later, it's three payments. So I buy this phone. It's $1,000. I pay 250 up front. They don't consider that as a payment. They consider that as a down payment. Wow. Then I make. Look at that. You see how they're trying to get around the system? You know, they're trying to get to you. And I think that's what I'm trying to to tell each and every one of my listeners here. They are trying to get to you by any means. They are trying to separate you from your money any way that they can do it. They know there's barriers set up in the truth and lending to protect consumers. If you're unfamiliar with the truth, and lending act it basically protects you the consumer against inaccurate and unfair credit billing and credit card practices unfortunately they are hiding it in plain sight so what that means is that certain credit card companies have to show certain disclosures such as your annual percentage rate so they'll have in big bold letters you're going to pay 29.99 percent instead of having it in a small small print of you know 12 font or 14 font somewhere in the um, disclosure somewhere. That's why I love being a financial planner is because when clients come to me with a financial transaction, I'm able to look at the documentation and say, hey, yes, you're getting this credit card. It's 29.99%. Do you carry a balance? Don't put money on this card. Use your other card that only has an annual percentage rate of 19.99%, right? Save yourself 10% in interest. And just that small adjustment can save you thousands of dollars. Three payments of 250 the next six weeks. 250, 250, 250. So six weeks later, I pay the phone off for what? $1,000. So now the question becomes, okay, the customer's happy because they got the phone and they were able to pay it in four and three payments supposedly and then the the, the actual product developer is happy because they sold the phone for a thousand dollars but why the hell would there be a business model for this Back here's in. why because Klarna goes to apple and says hey we'll offer this to your customers but you got to give us two to eight percent on the back end which means what so if you sell this for a thousand bucks you negotiate it with the retailer so let's just say the retailer negotiates four percent so if you buy this at $1,000 and I give the BNPL, you're going to give me up front how much on $1,000? $40. So Klarna makes 4% on $1,000. That's 40 bucks, And they're like, we'll take that risk. We'll go ahead and get with that and make the payment. Soft credit check. They're not doing a full-blown credit check on you. Here's the problem. You miss one payment of the three. 
You know what the interest rate goes to? What? 30% on oh, the entire shoot. purchase. Yeah. So it goes from 1000 bucks to $1,300. 23% of people that have used the buy now, pay later are sitting there saying this was a terrible experience. This it is. It is a terrible experience for everyone involved. And what I mean by everyone involved, you and your family. I'm not talking about the, the producers. I'm not talking about the people who have the buy now, pay later. It's a problem for you and your family and everyone that's affected by it because now you're overpaying for something that's already overcharged. <laughs> Right. The, it doesn't cost that much money to make these phones. They're upcharging you because of all the marketing, all the advertising it takes to actually get it in front of you. And you're paying that cost to have it in the stores, to have the display, to have the beautiful boxes and everything else like that to make it look pretty. So you can say that you have an iPhone or, or whatever it may be. Right. So you're taking on that cost. But now you're taking on the risk. Right. Remember, we say in, in stocks is that the more risk that you're taking, the more reward you should expect. That's why traditionally um, stocks outperform bonds, bonds outperform cash, because with stocks, there's an increase of risk, which should be a potentially increase of reward. And that's as a financial planner, I do as well to make sure that the reward and the risk are relevant. You know, if you're taking too much risk and you're not getting enough reward, that's a problem. And then other, the other way around is there's too much reward and not enough risk. There may be some questionable things going on. It may not be as um, straightforward as you think it is. Almost like this uh, buy now, pay later. It just seems like everything's just too good, right? You get 0% for three payments. You don't have to worry about interest. You don't have to worry about a credit check. It's a really soft check. Even if you're maxed out, you can still take advantage of the program, right? It seems good. The rewards seem high. But then once again, they're hiding all that risk at the bottom. And that's what a financial planner would do for you is identify some of those things that are happening in your life that we're unaware of. Maybe you didn't know about this credit card um, problem. But let's take one more quick look and we're going to wrap this up. By the way, look at the valuation there to the right. October 8, 2018, it was worth two and a half billion dollars. Then it went to five and a half billion. Then it went to ten point six billion dollars. Then it went to thirty one billion dollars. Then it went to forty six billion dollars back down to $6 billion. Now, this buy now, pay later model, you know who it's going to work for? You know who just launched a buy now, pay later last month? Apple, on October 23rd, just launched a buy now, pay later only to their customers in America. Now, here's the thing. Guess why Apple's not worried about this model? Why do you think Apple's not worried about it? Go ahead and don't pay it. Yeah. Go ahead and not make the payment. You know what Apple can lock you down from using? Your phone, wow. iTunes, Everything, the Apple apps, Pay. they can shut you off for social media. So guess why this is a phenomenal model for Apple? Phenomenal model for Apple, not for others. PayPal, good model. You don't pay it, PayPal can come and say you can no longer bid on eBay. There's so many different things with this buy and not pay later. The reality of it is it goes back down to... And I'm going to leave it at that. But the, the thing I'm saying here... And unfortunately, uh, I do love Patrick Beth David, um, but that kind of made me sad a little bit where he said this is a phenomenal model when in actuality it is one of the most deceptive and the most controlling models there are. Right. The fact that you are going to leverage the fact that people are in debt in order to shut down their phones, to shut down their access to their families, all these other avenues that they use to connect to humanity you are in control of that um there was an old saying it said if you, if you control the water you control the lives that's a sad saying but it's very true because water is a source of life and if you make your phone your source of life and they can cut that off at any point 
they can control who lives and who dies on the internet and that's scary so with that said i want you to take this in consideration as we as we wrap up here keep this in mind that people who have used these programs most likely would have canceled the purchase of $500 or more if this wasn't available that means they could have saved themselves from going deeper into debt by $500 or more. The way these programs work, as I said before, 0% interest rates, usually for a few payments so you don't have to pay it. It sounds good, but once again, after that term is over, it spikes well above a credit card, which could dig you deeper in debt. And we talked about the interest rates. I probably put a card up here somewhere um, where I go over credit card debt and I break down the annual percentage rate. I break down the interest rate payments. What are some things you need to consider and what are some strategies you can use to actually pay down your credit card um, balance? I think we already know the scripture it comes from Proverbs chapter 22, verse seven, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. We don't want to be slave to the lenders. We don't want to be slave to these credit card companies. We don't want to be slaves to these buy now, pay later companies. We want to be able to rule ourselves. And we can't do that if we are continuously falling into these traps. We're paying more in interest rate to these companies than we're keeping in our own pockets. Oh, well, that is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah on Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast, Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.